Welcome back to The Word at Work. My name is Kyle. I'm a pastor at Jubilee Community Church. I'm so glad that you've joined me. We are working our way through the book of Proverbs and we are particularly looking at the first nine chapters in the book. These nine chapters are persuading us about the importance of wisdom. Uh, I think I mentioned in the first video that often we think of wisdom as something that's nice to have but not necessary to have. These chapters want to set the record straight and convince us uh, that wisdom is absolutely essential. And we are continuing in chapter 1, so if you have a Bible, why don't you pre please open it up to uh, Proverbs chapter 1. And so far in Proverbs 1, we've, we've been given the reason for the book in the first seven verses. And then we heard about uh, the temptations of folly. And we saw the boomerang effect that it has, that actually, although it looks attractive, in the end, it brings destruction. Well, Folly's had its chance, and now Lady Wisdom speaks for the first time. And it would be good for us to hear from her. So I'll read from verse 20. I'm not going to read all the way to the end of the chapter, uh, but I'll read from verse 20 in Proverbs chapter 1. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you because I have called and you refused to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you. I want to quickly just highlight the essence of Lady Wisdom's urgent appeal. That's what this chapter is. She arrives and she delivers this urgent, urgent appeal to us, trying to get our attention. Um, so we're going to think about the essence of the appeal and then we'll think about the audience of the appeal. So firstly, take a look with me when it comes to understanding the essence of the appeal. Essentially, her appeal is, pay attention to my words. Listen to what I'm saying, my reproofs, my correction. Now, a couple of things worth noticing. Uh, firstly, as Lady Wisdom is personified, notice where she is. In verse 20, she's in the street, she's in the markets, she's at the head of the noisy streets. This is an enormous contrast to the uh, voice of folly that tempted us early on in the chapter. If you remember, if you have a Bible in front of you, uh, verse 11 of chapter 1, the temptation of folly was, come lie in wait, let's ambush. There's a secrecy to foolishness and there is a public openness to wisdom. So notice where Lady Wisdom is. She's in the open. She's in the public square. This also shows us that wisdom is not only in the open, but it's, it's for everyday life. Um, it's, it's for when we're in the public square, we're in the market, when we're in the street. There's no part of life where wisdom isn't relevant. In other words, wisdom is not just raising her voice in the temple or in the church building. She's raising her voice in the boardroom and on social media and in your family and at home and at school and at varsity. It's, it's anywhere and everywhere Lady Wisdom speaks to us. So that's where she is. Notice what she does. I've, I've said this already, but notice that she, 
She calls out, she cries aloud, she stretches out her hand. She is actively reaching out to us and imploring us to listen to her. And that's what she gives. That's what she does. She reaches out, she speaks. And what is it that she's going to give us? Well, take a look at verse 23. She gives reproof or correction. She will pour out her spirit. And in the kind of Hebrew parallel poetry in verse 23, we see that pouring out her spirit is the same as her giving her words, making her words known. Isn't this something we see in scripture again and again and again? The the connection between God's word and God's spirit. Jesus would say in John chapter 6 that my words are spirit and life. And so here in Proverbs chapter 1, we see a similar thing, that Lady Wisdom will offer to pour out her spirit. In other words, she'll make her words known to us. She'll speak to us. And as I've been saying earlier on in the series, I think what that is a reference to is chapters 10 to 31. She's saying, listen, pay attention to me. And what that means is pay attention to what I'm going to say in chapters 10 to 31. You need to understand how important it is for you to internalize study, memorize, apply those truths. Now, in some ways, that's true of all of Scripture, right? Lady Wisdom would call to us to, to memorize and understand and dig into Scripture in its entirety. Um, but, but there's something particular, I think, going on in Proverbs where, where she's saying, if you really want to possess wisdom, you need to dig into the teaching that will follow. And the stakes couldn't be higher, right? Take a look uh, with me, verse 26 and onwards. If we don't do this, what's going to happen? Well, calamity, terror, distress, anguish, a whirlwind of chaos and pain and difficulty. The stakes really couldn't be higher. What Lady Wisdom is telling us is that if you obtain me, uh, look at the end of uh, the chapter, you will dwell secure. You'll be at ease. Right? Wisdom will bring this protection and, and ease and joy into our lives. But of course, this is just the flip side of, of the boomerang effect of folly that we've already heard about. If we don't obtain wisdom, we are at risk. If we don't obtain wisdom, we are the ones who are vulnerable and we will be the ones who suffer. And so Lady Wisdom says to us, what do you want? You know, do you want a life of wisdom, which brings, brings protection? Or do you want a life of folly, which seems like fun, but in the end brings destruction? So that's the essence of the appeal. It's an urgent appeal. It's a serious appeal. And I don't know about you, but I think, I think for me, often, I'm just, I'm struck by how important this is. Again, like I've said, I think we often consider wisdom to be a nice to have, something that's helpful, something that's a supplement. But in Proverbs, wisdom is absolutely necessary. It is something we must pursue and embrace. That's the essence of her appeal. Accept my words and embrace my teaching. Lastly, I just want to end by considering the audience of the appeal. We see that in verse 22. She says, How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? So we get simpletons, fools, and scoffers. In some ways, these three groups are part of one group, the foolish people who don't accept Lady Wisdom's appeal. But there's a slight difference between them, right? The simpleton is the person who is easily led, gullible, uh, naive, but, but morally irresponsible and vulnerable. And so the simpleton 
The simpleton needs to make a decision. What are they going to do? Derek Kidner says that the, the empty-headed simpleton will certainly become wrong-headed, right? So you don't stay a simpleton. You need to make a decision if you're going to stay a simpleton and calcify into a fool, or if you're going to um, become wise. And that brings us to the second person, the, the, the simpleton who then eventually would become a fool. A fool is the most classic uh, kind of uh, wrong category in Proverbs. And the problem with the fool, if you take a look at verse 22, is that like the simpleton and the scoffer, it's a problem of affection, it's a problem of desire. The fool hates knowledge, he doesn't like learning, he doesn't like particularly being corrected. And the problem is, if you don't like learning, if you think you know everything, well then you'll never, you'll never learn anything. And that's the problem with the fool, is that he doesn't, he doesn't experience his own need for education and learning and growth. The fool knows it all and so has nothing to learn. And then kind of the most serious category of all is the scoffer. The scoffer, again, from Kidner, he says, the scoffer's mischief is not the random mischief of the ordinary fool, but the deeper damage of the debunker and the deliberate troublemaker. See, the scoffer doesn't just know it all. He knows it all, and he, and he, and he knows that everyone else knows nothing. And he causes trouble, and he sows division, and he rejects and rid ridicules God's word. Um, and he delights in it. Again, did you notice that in verse 22? We see the deeper problem with folly here. It's that we love folly. We delight in it. We hate knowledge. We hate being corrected. Scripture gets to this again and again when it speaks of basically what's wrong with us. Uh, what is the fundamental problem of the human condition? That for some bizarre reason, we turn our backs on God. We hate him. We reject him. It's irrational. It's foolish. It's self-destructive. But it is the core of our problem. And so Lady Wisdom comes to rebuke us and to say, turn away, repent, repent of your folly and embrace me, my life-giving word. And we know as we stand back and we think of scripture, what does it really mean to embrace wisdom? It means that we should repent of our sins and embrace Christ, the one in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. So as we end, can I encourage you to go back to Proverbs 1 and rethink this really give some reflection to Lady Wisdom's urgent appeal, but also to remember that the fulfillment of her appeal is to embrace not just her words in the rest of the book, but to embrace the one to whom she pointed, the one in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found, to place your faith in Christ uh, for forgiveness and uh, for salvation. So let's look to him. Thank you so much for joining me uh, for part three of Proverbs. Um, I look forward to seeing you for part four. God bless.